What's up, guys, and welcome to Blueprint. Let's go. My name is Khan, and welcome to a little bit of affirmation, attraction, motivation, and mindset. This is my journey, and I want to welcome you guys along this journey where we're going to dive into everything that we want in life, but really build the daily habits that's going to help us achieve all those wants. All right, guys, so this is a long time coming. This is episode one of Blueprint. Let's go. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the intro. But a lot of the motivation I get is from my everyday life, everyday readings, and I want to try to play a little bit of catch up with you guys. So this book by Tariq Azim with Seth Davis and Power, Conquering the Disease of Fear. This book was given to my homie uh, up in Northern California, Concord. He owns a dealership up there. I've known him for quite a few years. Um, and we've been kind of on a similar journey together. So over the past year and a half to two years, ever since COVID hit, I've kind of had this spiritual awakening, life awakening, and everything that I've read, everything that I've built myself on has been around just these learnings, laws of manifestation, affirmation, attractions. So I started this book today. And one of the things it talks about, or the biggest thing it talks about is fear, which ironically, I just posted on my Instagram a couple days ago. And on my Instagram, I posted my biggest fear. And what I wrote was working for the rest of my life working on someone else's dream. So what does that mean to me? Currently, I'm at a W-2 job. Currently, I own three businesses. And currently, I'm working on other businesses as well. And I've always had this concept where, why don't I take my W-2 employment, because I get paid so well from it, take that money, funnel it over to my other businesses, and not have to worry about loans, not always have to worry about capital, but for some reason within this week, something clicked inside of me. It's like, I talk this big game. I talk this rationalization where why do I keep working for someone else? Why do my putting all my effort, all my passion into someone else's dream, someone else's business? And although I dedicate a lot of time to my businesses, my dreams, for every two, three, four, five hours, for every two, three, four, five days that I'm working at this other job, I'm taking time away from my goals, my dreams, my businesses, my affirmations, my attractions. So if time is finite, which we will talk about a lot on this channel, and time can't be bought, time can't be made, then no matter what, any time I rationalize why I'm at this W-2 is almost an excuse for me to not fully commit into my personal dreams. So going back to this book, the very first page is a quote by Buddha. And let me pull it up right now. Fear does not prevent death. It prevents life. And I was like, oh, shit. So it's weird. Every time I talk about something, every time I go through life, everything always adds up. And it always goes back to we create the life that we want. We build the life that we want. So granted, we can talk about coincidences. We can talk about the universe. But it wasn't a coincidence that I talked about fear on my Instagram the other day. It's not a coincidence that I've had this book for about three weeks now and I finally picked it up. And I didn't even realize the book was about fear until I read that quote. So fear is not the fear of death. Fear doesn't keep us from doing stuff. But if we let fear, if we let our W-2, if we let things that we think are actually helping us control our life, then we're losing minute by minute by minute. So what I found out is 
I'm working three days a week at this W-2, making a boatload of money, really working two and a half days a week. And people ask me all the time, man, you have it so good. You work two to three days a week and you're making this much money. Why are you unhappy? It's not that I'm unhappy. It's not that I'm ungrateful. But if I'm going to talk to people in a manner where I tell them, you know what? Don't get bound by that W-2. Don't be happy with that paycheck that you get every two weeks because you need to pay for that car. You need to pay for that watch. You need to pay for that house. You need to pay for that girlfriend, whatever the case is, right? We get stuck and bound to it. We, we lose. And this is me talking off on a tangent. We lose what our true goal, what our true meaning in life is. And I talk all the time that no matter what, in the end, my goal in life is to support my family, support the people I love, and support the community. And I will talk more about this extensively in regards to I finally found out my goal in life and my dream in life and my vision in life is to just support the Vietnamese community in Orange County, in Vietnam, and all across the globe. So although I'm making all this money, I'm wasting all this time. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I go to work. And then I try to cram in 3,000 hours of dedication to work into a couple days. Building my Amazon. Building my private label. Volunteering. Hanging out with friends. Etching time out to hang out with my family. So I'm like, man, if I have to schedule in time to hang out with my family, I'm doing something wrong here. So going back to this quote again, which I've already forgotten in my head what the quote says. Fear does not prevent death. It prevents life. So why did that hit so hard for me? Because we're trying to go through life not failing. We're trying to go through life not making mistakes. We're trying to go through life to get to that next paycheck so we can pay for things that we think make us happy. So can I actually control my life? Actually, that's the wrong phrase. Can I write my own story? So going back to what I wrote the other day, my biggest fear in life is working for the rest of my life, working on someone else's goal. Man, that hit hard. I mean, on one part of it, I fully understand it and I preach it every single day. And I'm slowly making my way towards doing the things I want to do. But I'm still bound to this W-2 that I harp so much about. It's a great job. I work two days a week, sit around most of the time, and I'm actually doing a lot of business at my other businesses while I'm at work. Checking emails, establishing work, talking to manufacturers. So I'm getting paid to sit at work. But I'm getting paid by someone else to sit at their job to realize their dream. So no matter how hard I work, no matter how much money I make, it's their dream. So now, how do I go about realizing my dream? Is it cutting back? Well, 
if I just speak rationally, I speak to myself, if I cut back on that job, I'm losing income to supplement my other businesses. But if I don't escape that hamster wheel, then I no longer have seven days a week to fully dedicate to my dream. So that's the difficult part that we all internalize, right? How many people, show of hands, will say they're unhappy with what their job? However, they put in the but. But I need to support my family. But I have a car payment to make. But I need to keep up with the Joneses. My next door neighbor just put in a pool in a yard. I need to work a few extra days, few extra hours to make that credit card payment so I can get that pool, so I can get that watch, so I can pay for that supercar the next two months. And that's always the dilemma, right? We talk about supplementing things, fun, situations, other people, but not one time did I say, this is what I'm actually going to do with my life. I'm going to support the community. I'm going to go hang out with my family. So as I speak round and round and round in these circles, I never really get to the heart of things. So what if I channel that fear, empowered that fear, and actually understood what is my real fear, right? What is my fear? Is my fear not keeping up with guys who own other supercars? Is my fear, man, maybe I should just give up this 3000 a month car payment. And what if I just took that and actually put it into the community because I talked this big game that I want to help the community. But then will I be happy? If I'm not happy, then how can I inspire and help other people be happy? When I worked in the hospital, one of the things that we learned and harped over over and over is if you're a caregiver to an elderly, to a parent, to a child, whatever cases, if they're ill, there's this guilt that they're suffering. I have no excuses to say I'm tired today. I have no excuses to say, man, when do I have time for myself? It's always, I got to support. I got to help. I got to support my mom, my dad, my uncle, my grandfather, my child. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. Got to keep going. To the point, you wear yourself out. You wear yourself out. Then you look at that person you're supporting. Man, this person's holding me back. Man, I could be traveling right now. See how that's also a vicious circle? So we got to take care of ourselves before we take care of others. It goes back to change. We always want other people to change because it's too hard to change ourselves. We have this fear we have these underlying conditions we grew up a certain way we are raised a certain way the environment is a certain way so we have these underlying fears where I don't want to be my mom I 
don't want to be my dad. I don't want to be another statistic in my community. But we never actually address it. Because it's hard and it's scary. It's so much easier to wake up every day, 8 o'clock, punch in, punch out 5 o'clock, go home, watch some Netflix, call the night. Wake up, rinse, repeat, Monday through Friday. Saturday, complain about how tired I am. Sunday, complain about I have to go back to Monday for work. There we go. That's our life. But we do it because of the fear of the unknown. The fear is how am I going to supplement my other businesses if I don't have this W-2 capital coming in? So my friends talk to me all the time. They're like, you give such good advice. We love hearing all the advice you give. And I tell them, I don't give advice. I merely say out loud the conversations that we're afraid to have with ourselves. I merely say out loud the conversations that we're fearful to have with ourselves. We have no problem telling our friends, I would never do that. We have no problem telling our parents, you're too old, you just don't understand. We have no problem telling Democrats, you guys are just a bunch of hippies, tree huggers, you just want to have a communist society and support everyone. But we don't look at ourselves and say anything. Because we're fearful. Our harshest critic is us. But what do we criticize ourselves about? We don't. What do we complain about? I don't make enough money. That's not really constructive criticism. I don't have enough time to pursue my passions. Okay? That can be everyone's excuse. We're not special. I'm not special. Everyone can use that excuse. I work Monday through Friday. But that's not constructive criticism. It's just a complaint. We want to constructively criticize other people. But that's because change is hard. We want everyone to conform to us, but we don't want to conform ourselves. And not even conform. I guess that's a bad word. Because we're not trying to conform. We're always trying to change other people. But it goes back to that function of fear. Rarely do people do anything that is scary. I'm not going to go run in a dark warehouse when I'm a kid. I'm not going to show my feet under my bed as a kid. Because it's scary. As an adult, 
how many grand ideas do we have? Man, have I just invented this? Man, I thought of that five years ago, and now I see it all over TV. Well, why the hell didn't we do it back then? Because it's hard. Can't get away from that W-2, right? That W-2 is freaking easy. Show up, go to work, punch in, punch out, go home, hang out with my family, watch some Netflix, call it a day. But my biggest fear, working the rest of my life, working on someone else's dream. I really want you guys to hear that. Because no one ever says it to us that way. Everyone tells us what a great job we have. But does anyone ever tell us what a great life you have? I'm tired of being defined by my work. And we'll talk about this at a later time. I actually talk about this a lot to my friends. I am not defined by what I do. Work can be one part of your life, but I doubt if I asked you, what do you do for fun? What are your passions? But the firm, common first question is, hey, what do you do for work? Probably the most uninteresting question you could ever ask someone. Because what if I clean toilets for a living, but I owned a multi-million dollar business, janitorial business that cleans toilets? Would I say, I clean toilets for a living? If you own that and you are passionate about it, you have no problem saying it. But when someone asks us what we do for work, we kind of stutter for a second. How do I phrase this in a way that makes me look cool, that makes me look better than this dude? That's why defining ourselves by our work is just another form of fear. Because how do we define ourselves otherwise? So this is what happens when a lot of people retire. They've been defined their whole lives by having their alteration business by waking up at nine, clocking out at five, and doing whatever job. They had a structure in their life. They had what they perceived as a goal in life. They had someone to tell them when to get up, when to go home, when to be on vacation, how many days a year you can be sick. But when they retire and they lose that structure, they lose that definition in life, then what defines you? And that's when a lot of people go into depression, right? Your whole life, you wanted to work, work, work to retire. What are you retiring to? The couch? Retiring to the day where you don't have to work? 
You don't have to work today. Just don't go to work. Too easy, right? I want to retire because I don't want to work anymore. Don't go to work. Pretty simple. What's our unemployment rate nowadays? 6%, 10%, 15%. Whenever you listen to this audio, look up the numbers. All those people don't go to work. Pretty easy choice. The fact that you want to retire to not work anymore, you can do that every single day. My biggest fear, working the rest of my life, working on someone else's dream. We have a lot of fears in life, but we never address it. Just like Tariq Azima saying, I'm only one or two chapters in. But fear is not something you avoid. Fear is a definition that we give to something. And ironically, again, I'll always talk about the universe where things come in bunches. The motivational talk that I heard this morning from Elon Musk. As a kid, he had a fear of the dark. But Elon being Elon, he broke it down in the simplest forms. He said, what is the dark? The dark is just the absence of certain wavelengths. That's it. Why am I going to be afraid of something that is lesser than me? I have a whole bunch of wavelengths bouncing off of me right now, visual spectrum. But darkness is the absence of all of these wavelengths. So why am I fearful of this? So choose your fear. Fear of failing. Fear of not making enough money. Fear of losing my girlfriend. Fear of skydiving. Whatever the case is, right? Break it down into its simplest forms. Why am I afraid of it? And if I can't define why I'm afraid of it, then in that moment, you've already conquered it. My biggest fear, right? I keep repeating it itself. My biggest fear is working with someone else the rest of my life. Let's break it down. Why do I have that fear? Because I'm achieving someone else's goal as an employee. Well, who cares? Okay. Granted, who cares? Making a good living. Right, right, right. I got you. Because I'm not working on my goals. Well, why aren't you working on your goals? Well, you're you're right. Yeah. I'm only working three days a week. Technically, I could work four days out of the other week. But I do work four days out of the other week. I have another business to run. I'm trying to open up two more businesses. Okay? I've given myself a bunch of excuses to myself, and I don't even know the answer right now. And that's the cool thing about it. Grab your fear and try to understand it. Don't let it just be a fear. 
And to myself right now, as soon as I get off this podcast, I'm going to try to figure it out. Because I speak to you guys, shoot. It's a valid fear, but I have no idea how I'm going to fix it. I have no idea how I'm going to fix it because I don't even understand it. So find your fear. Figure out why it's a fear. And then break down its essentials. And then you and I are going to conquer that together. So I'll leave you on this quote again. So make sure you check out the book, okay? Tariq Azim and Power, Conquering the Disease of Fear. Fear does not prevent death. It prevents life. So marinate on that for a while, guys. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Blueprint, let's go.